Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. It's great to be back. A lot going on, but obviously it's great to be back with the Busted Open Nation. And we have a very, very special Falls Count Anywhere Friday. It's not only myself. We have the innovator of violence, the landlord of the House of Hardcore, Tommy Dreamer. And we have WWE Hall of Famer, the world's strongest man, a world champion in not one, not two, but three different sports, Mark Henry on a Falls Count Anywhere Friday. And it's great to be back. We have some amazing stories from the road and in the ring with Mark Henry and Tommy Dreamer. Also, we get into fan interaction and what makes pro wrestling so special over other forms of entertainment and sport. And we also get into Rob Gronkowski and him becoming a WWE superstar. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. What's going on, boys? Good morning. How are you, my friend? Good morning, guys. This is, this is weird. This is weird already. Really it's really weird. <laughs> I'm in studio. Dave's at home. Mark's at home. But these are weird times, so let's uh, we adapt. That's what we do. I'll oh, yeah. say this. Um, you know, this wasn't planned, but I'm glad that Mother Marissa got the three of us together to do the show this morning. There was not a busted open yesterday for reasons beyond all of our control and. I have to give kudos to Mother Marissa, uh, Steve Cohen, and, of course, SiriusXM for taking the safety of their employees um, at heart. And hopefully we can move forward. And I'm glad that we're on the air today, gentlemen. I'm actually doing the show from home for the first time in the almost 11 years that this show has been on the air. For a first time at the Palatial LaGreca Estates in Fairlawn, New Jersey. So uh, this is really weird for me. So I have a I have a question about that. Like, uh, sure. so how how do you feel about being at home, Dave? Do, do you feel like you're um, you're missing something at work, or do you feel like, wow, this is really comfortable? <laughs> a little bit of both, actually. <laughs> I it is weird to this. It there's a part of me that's saying, you know what? I could get used to this. I'm sitting in a lounge chair. I got my TV, big screen TV to the right. Uh, the lovely Violetta Lagreca is here as well. Uh, the dogs, the cats, it's pretty crazy. But there's a part of being at home at Sirius XM and doing it from the studio. And it's this is just a weird vibe. Um, I think the, I think you would all agree that this whole week has been a weird vibe and especially the last 48 hours. So hopefully, Mark and Tommy, we can be an escape uh, to the Busted Open Nation. Uh, that that would be nice. If that would be nice. I have learned anything from professional wrestling, and I, and Mark was there too. We were the first company, the WWE, to do a live event um, after nine eleven. This has some serious after nine eleven vibes because it's a lot of fear, and we don't know what's going on. And it was Vince McMahon who straight up said, "If anyone doesn't want to go out there and perform, I totally understand it." Uh, but it's our job to put smiles on people's faces. And I kind of, when coming into work today, there was nobody on the train even coming into Sirius today. It's like it's closed. There's nobody here except for the four people in this studio right now. Um, but it is our job because we're all afraid. And we, uh, we're we surrounded by negative on social media. I feel there's a social media pandemic of everything negative, negative, negative. 
but I want to be with my wrestling family, uh, people I love, um, Mark, Dave, Bully, I like, and uh, <laughs> it's, uh, but also like the nation. And it's been my life since I'm 18 years old to go out there and perform. That's all I know. And uh, I will continue to perform and I will not risk my health or the re- health of my family. But if I have to do this from home or, you know, we don't know what's going to be on, but we're all in this together. So I just want people for the next three hours to enjoy ramblings of three idiots. So that's what we're going <laughs> to well, do. Well, well speak for yourself, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to go on and, and, and let you know what happened yesterday. I went on a radio show and they were like, man, what are we going to talk about? Like, well, there's no sports and. The only thing that's talked about is the coronavirus. And this, and I said, I have a suggestion. And they were like, what? 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 What's, what's the big suggestion? I said, pro wrestling. Pro wrestling. Start covering pro wrestling every facet of it, every company around the world. You will have plenty to talk about. And they were like, oh, man, that people are still wrestling? I said, listen. Oh, boy. When, when the world shuts down. Pro wrestling still will be running stuff. We always will, always. I mean, during the Civil War, you can go in and look up John Cosper's book. Um, he did the he did the uh, a whole in depth story on Jim Mitchell, and they were talking about in the book during the Civil War times that Ulysses Grant was putting on wrestling shows for the troops. So, I mean, like, when the, whether it's war or, or a pan- pandemic or an epidemic, there still will be wrestling. That's great. I mean, you know what? For this world right now, you're absolutely right, too, Mark, because XFL is shut down, NHL, NBA, and really when it comes to the MLB. world of pro wrestling – MLB like is, is obviously going to delay the start of their season because spring training is shut down. But as of right now, we, we Tommy, we, we still don't know the future of WrestleMania in Tampa. Well, we know we'll have SmackDown tonight. And, and you know, yep. a lot of people are giving the WWE flack for not making announcements. Um, I don't hold anybody, I guess, responsible for their decisions for their business. Um, I know a friend of mine who's like, I probably will lose my life's fortune um, in about two more weeks. And I'm, I don't know how I'm going to pay my, my rent. I don't know how I'm going to do any of that because he has like a mom and pop deli. And he's like, I, no customers are coming in. And, you know, something like the WWE, there, there's such the, the ripple effect. Um, I know what I would do uh, if I was running WWE. I would probably do... Like uh, Mark posted a picture, an empty arena, WrestleMania, and I would stream it on the network and I would let guarantee everybody would watch it or people on pay-per-view would watch it just for the fact of there's something to watch. And as long as, you know, the athletes are tested and everyone is, you know, wants to do it, then you go ahead and you do it. That would be me if I was running this, you know, gigantic organization. Um Again, post nine eleven, we we were f- we were afraid of our safety. We were afraid of of all these things going in, but all the wrestlers showed up to work. And, and uh, if I could just backtrack uh, my week last week, and, and I want to say the difference of wrestlers and the difference of the wrestling mentality, um, uh, it's no longer news. But Scott Steiner, he had an incident. Uh, in the locker room and he passed out I thought he was having an epileptic seizure and I'm literally holding his hand and he is dying in my hands and I'm talking to him I'm yelling at him and the medics are there and now they're working on his heart and he's he's he died and came back to life in my arms literally once the medics said you know you you got to let us do our work I ran to the ring and did my run-in, and I got hit in the face with a cane by Raven. I got jumped by a bunch of different people, which you'll see on uh, Access Television. As soon as my spot was over, I ran to the back and ran back in and was yelling and talking to Scott Steiner as they brought him back. Um, I went to the hospital where it's just his wife, and you know I know her, but I don't know her. Now I'm, I'm happy I'm you know friends with her. 
and uh, we're sitting in in the lob in the waiting room of the hospital, and here comes the surgeon. He's talking about all this different stuff, and then he's talking about you know well we're worried about you know uh, possible brain damage because we don't know. And like I'm now telling the doctor everything that happened. His brother Rick is there now. He walks in. He goes brain damage. My brother's always had brain damage, <laughs> but. That is us big wrestlers. And then Rick says- We desensitize things. <laughs> but we also, like, and like people are like, you know, should the show go on? Should that stuff happen? I went and saw Scott the next day. He's ready to make a full recovery. Everything is fine. Um, and he was just like, he laughed that I did the run-in. And, you know, but he was like, thank you for not leaving my side. And uh, but like me telling him that I, I did the run and he goes, man, you made that run. It like good for you. And even like his brother was like, I wouldn't give him mouth to mouth. He goes, he goes, I'd kick I'd kick his heart, but I wouldn't like pump him. I told him if that ever happens. You're done. And like we're just like joking about stuff like that because that that's our mentality. And yeah. I know it may sound strange to other people, but, you know, at times I look at it like, hey, man, here's. Friday was a very bad day for Scott's diner. Saturday, we're sitting, we're joking, we're laughing. His kids, uh, their father's still there. And so guess what? The next day changes. Just like this, we're we're going to get through this as a world and as a nation. It's just our lives are going to change for a little bit and we will adapt. Uh, and when it comes to professional wrestling, I guarantee you on any scale, we will be the first performers out there performing because we love it and we want to entertain. Yeah. It's medicine. It's medicine for us. Uh, and it's, you feel like you owe the fans. If I go to an arena and I get in that ring and I get a reaction from the fans and I see them booing or cheering or um, – just just reacting i feel like i've done my job and if i don't i feel empty inside the first two or three months after i retired uh i i I was going through depression and i didn't realize i was going through depression till somebody told me like hey man you don't seem right you know, you know, you're not the joking, bubbly Mark Henry that we normally see. You know, I'm like, well, I don't, I don't feel great. You know, this I was kept making all these excuses, and I had got to the point to where it was hard for me to watch wrestling. And then radio happened, and I was able to talk about wrestling. I was able to analyze wrestling. I was able to give some 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 insight to what it looks like from the inside out and talk about the history of wrestling. It gave something to me. It, it, it gave me like a new leash on life. And that being said, sometimes it takes a while. Like, don't rush. Everybody's in this big damn hairy. For what? Slow down. Smell the roses. Call somebody and tell them you love them. Call, this is the time to do it. I mean, you know, people always say, "You um, give me my flowers while I'm alive." Like, give somebody their flowers today. Wow, I mean, you're right, Mark. And and what we're gonna try to be for the nation and even for ourselves, we're gonna give you a three hour escape. You know, I mean, we we know what's going on. It's gonna be an underlining theme throughout the the next month or two and we don't know the future of AEW shows, WWE shows, a lot of the independents, you know, WrestleCons, but we're going to be an escape and there's always something to talk about. I was talking to Doug Mortman, he says, "Well, if they cancel everything, what are you guys going to talk about?" Well, we could, we could talk Yo about Yo mama. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we could talk no we could talk about WrestleMania 20. We could talk about World Class Championship Wrestling in 1983. There's such a rich history of this sport. There's never going to be a lack of things to talk about on this show. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. It's a Friday. You know it's a Friday. Tommy, I told a story with with Ryan McKinnell last Saturday. Wow. (laughs) See that heat? See that heat? That's a shame. 
Y'all need to get over that. Y'all need no, to do something oh, about that. Y'all need, no, y'all need team bonding. <laughs> no, Ryan McKinnell's my guy. <laughs> Don't sound like it. <laughs> so anyway, as I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted. Um, what the hell was I talking about? You said Ryan McKinnell. The sweet meat story. Oh, yeah. I told, uh, I told Ryan the story about uh, he's got a kidney stones. And I was like, I can make you pass that thing. I could just come to Vegas for a small nominal fee, scoop you up in the world's strongest, spike your ass on the yeah, man. floor, and <laughs> it's out. Stuff just falls out of you. I'm live. I got the and live like, colonoscopy. It happened, it, it happened to Tommy Dreamer. He mm-hmm. had like a little lockage in his colon and spike and I had the smelliest, hardest out. Tootsie Roll in my pants ever after that. Was that from was that from Mark? Mark I told you the story. Mark gave me I the know, world's but for those who haven't heard it. Mar- okay. Well, uh me and Mark are wrestling. This is when they did uh Tony Atlas United with Mark Henry, and Mark gave me the world's uh, strongest slam on the concrete. I mean, on the floor, and I'm, you know, laying there selling. And uh, Colin Delaney was there, and Colin's like, oh. And like, after Mark, he gets up, he's like, oh. And like, I'm not like registering anything. And then uh, all of a sudden, I do. I smell something pretty bad. And uh, Vince was unhappy with how Mark and Tony walked up the steps and like got into the ring together. So he was making them do it over, and the cameraman is telling me, just lay down, and the cameraman is telling Mark, like, Vince wants you to do it because it's a tape show. So they have to come back, and, like, it smells really, really bad. And then, like, I'm like, I know I didn't, like, do anything, and Colin Delaney's selling it, so he didn't do anything, and Mark's selling it, and Mark has a very weak stomach, and he's not, uh, you know, he's selling it. And then I'm like, all right, Tony Atlas maybe dropped, like, an old man protein fart. And he walks over, he's like, oh, man, that's gross. So I'm laying there selling. They go do the thing. I walk in the back. Vince is getting is yelling at Mark and Tony. And uh, I want nothing to do with that. So I go. I take off my pants. And it was weird because I forgot my underwear at the hotel. So I had, like, my wrestling underwear, but I forgot my clean underwear. So I just pulled down my pants. I went in the shower, and I come back. And there was a Tootsie Roll in my underwear, like a big squared Tootsie Roll, like a cube. And uh, I, I'm i looking around, and then I pick it up, and I smell it, and it was disgusting. And I remember, like, Lance Cade was there and a few other WCW. No, not there was a few other wrestlers there. It wasn't uh, – w- this was ECW time, WWE ECW. And uh, I look in the locker room. I go, which one of you mother effers shit in my pants? And then I went <laughs> – did I shit in my pants? Because then I remember like the the slam. I remember like the people like everyone selling it. So then I take my underwear and I run to the doctor and I open it up and I was like, Doc, uh, you know, Mark gave me this slam and like this fell out of me, I think. And he's like, What is it? He goes, It's shit. And I go, Why is it in like a perfect square cube? And he's like, Did you ever hear the saying like you get the shit knocked out of you? And uh, he goes. That's like old meat stuck to your intestines, and you got hit with such uh, like a violent hit that it just shot out of you. And I was like, Doc, I know when I shit my pants before, I didn't even feel it. And I, like, I was like worried, like, is my butthole broken? Like, stuff going to just keep falling out? And he goes, man, he just delivered with such force. And, like, he goes, it's, it's physics, and there's weight, and there's velocity, and it just, it just shot out of you. And I was just like, ah, oh, okay. Let's go out tonight. <laughs> Like that was just a normal I'm, that was I'm just a clean. normal Tuesday. Clean bill of health. So Great yeah, if cold. anyone's got anything stuck in your intestines or Ryan's uh kidney stone, Mark will just slam your ass to the floor. It's gonna cost you now. Uh but Yeah, it's not gonna be nominal either. You won't feel a thing. I had like a, a piece of meat from like, I don't know, when I was like twenty two just shoot 86. right out. That shit was caked against it, but it was it was it was good. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. So, so, Mark, you're really able to just slam the shit out of somebody. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and I remember another time with a Big Show, he stepped on my stomach, and I farted for like 45 seconds straight, where I was like in the ring, and I couldn't like stop it from happening. And it was like every <laughs> air that was in my body was just like, 
It was the longest passing of gas, but I couldn't prevent it because he was like standing on me. He's 500 pounds, and it was to the point where it hurt because <laughs> all this air was leaving my body. So it sounds like you were a whoopee cushion. Kind of. I'm a lot yeah, of things. Human, I guess we could add that to my resume. <laughs> human a human whoopee cushion. See, these are stories you only get when there's not a whole lot of wrestling around. Yeah, that's like, yeah, you know. Uh, but that's what right. people want to know. People Absolutely. want to hear stories about stories. wrestling. I mean, that's the reason why we're on here. Like, you know, tell some stories and bring people in. The one thing that I, I don't like in pro wrestling today, and I hate to be a damn old man get off my lawn but you know i'm listening to some podcast of other wrestlers and i could there's some things that get too sensitive too personal too explanatory about the business i love movies there's no secret if somebody came out and said what was going to happen and how they did it I would be angry and because I want to be in suspended belief. I want to be in this world of, of entertainment where I'm not thinking, Oh, they did this to do that. Guys, if you're within the sound of my voice, cut it out. There's some things you just don't talk about. You, you're, you're open. You're, you're, you're putting a light on your, your eyes. You opened the curtain and you showed eyes. Like, stop doing that. All right, so this is interesting, Mark. And, and Tommy, I want to get your take, too. So you both say, you know what, there's a line. Even though, like, this is a different era, this is a different time, there's still a line that people outside should not cross. Is that true? Uh, 1,000%. And, you know, it's... There's where you got to I always kind of look at it where you put yourself in uh, other people's shoes. Guys, when I was with uh, Scott Steiner in the hospital, I'm with his wife and his wife. They're not really on social media. And I'm with Scott Demore, uh, my uh, and he's like, do we say anything? Because it, the story's now breaking. And it was, you know, it was trending uh, and then Scott's wife said, our kids don't know. And now they're finding out through social media and social media is saying our, their father died. And right then and there, I was like, holy crap, how in the hell would you want to find out that news? Or how would you want to read that news if you were Scott Steiner's kids? And right. it's also and not it wasn't tr true. And it's not true. And that like shined a new light on the aspect of social media where, you know, <clears throat> yeah, for me, I always kind of, you know, I don't ever put my real life on social media, even though 90% of my real life is professional wrestling. But like, I've never really posted a picture of my daughter's. Uh, I stopped posting pictures of my dogs because they get no social media traction. Like, I'm like, eh, nobody likes my dogs, I guess. But that's, it's still a business social media. It's not like, hey, uh, you know, I woke up with sniffles today. I think I have coronavirus or, you know, but that's just me. And that's People also like. People say dumb shit like that. Yes. Though. Yeah. And like, stop doing that. It, it's trying to get attention. That's why. Yeah. Everyone, I, I don't blame people for doing it. I'm just telling you for me. You know, um, it's that's just how I feel. But yes, there is always a line like because I remember I did post a picture of my daughters and then someone said my daughters were hot and then my daughters were 13 years old. Oh, and shoot. I got this rage that I wanted. I would I mean, I have no problem killing a person. And I would if that person <laughs> would have said that to my face, I would have been arrested. So like I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to do that. And my daughters asked me not to post stuff on social media. So, cool. Um, but, yes, there is well, a I've line. I've seen your daughters, Tommy. You, you have a lot to be proud of. They, they are beautiful, but not in a perverted way. Like, all of these – there's a lot of R. Kelly-type people out there, <laughs> and there's some people that just want – they just want attention. They want to incite a riot. They, yeah. Like, I mean, don't do that. Like, can we go a whole day 
without inciting a riot. Can we go through traffic and not cut somebody off because I just don't want to let this person over? Right. Like stupid stuff. Yeah. There's simple little bitty tiny things that lead to big things. And those are the things we need to correct. And and Tommy, just for just so you know, now I'm curious. I want to see your dogs. <laughs> so you have to during the yes. break or uh, post a picture uh so we can see the dogs because I'm you know I'm a dog guy. Me yep. and Big Show. I've I've watched Big Show cry when the commercial comes on of like the the pound. Oh yeah. <laughs> like the <laughs> And was the Sarah about, McLaughlin song? Yeah, I oh my god. I stopped some, following a few people because they always post like this dog will be euthanized today in somewhere in Texas. I had to stop following people because they just post that, and I I want to help everybody uh, and every dog, and I'm just like I can't because I start getting and I'm not I don't get any anxiety, but I'm like I have to do stuff to help save this dog, um, and you know and even to the busted open nation there there was a dog that uh, we helped save uh, in New Jersey, and the dog has a beautiful home now, a beautiful cane corso. My friend Ashley, her sister had to get rid of the dog, and we found the dog a home. So um, I love Connie Corsos, man. Yeah, man. Well, if you, I, next Ooh. time there's one, I'll get you one. Well, no, no, I don't want another. I don't want another one for myself. <laughs> don't get him in trouble. <laughs> you got enough. No, I have enough mouths to feed. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Guys, before we get back to the Busted Open Nation, let's talk about some wrestling that we did see this week with AEW and NXT. And I think we should start with NXT since we just spoke to Izzy. I kind of liked the new atmosphere and the new environment of the Performance Center this past Wednesday. Uh, I did, too. I thought it was exciting. I thought that it was uh, just to be able to go through and see the, the gym and the medical facility. Uh, some of the office area, like they, they, they gave a real good insight on what it looks like down there. Absolutely. And uh, I was really, really touched for <laughs> what Izzy said about um, the atmosphere and kudos to everyone at NXT and always, you know, full sale, how they went out of their way for the fans. Um, that stuff you don't hear. And like I always, you know, people want to, you know, rip up. And, and talk about the negative, but those are the very, very positive things that WWE does. And, you know, they're also w- with the performers, and, and Mark knows this, uh, I know this, they're, no matter what circumstance any wrestlers are under, and I saw, like, uh, Tucker wrote something, I started my wrestling career wrestling in front of no people at the PC. I'm so excited to do this on Friday. That's to steal Mark Henry. That's what we do. And, you know, uh, that's what we do. (laughs) I remember (laughs) wrestling Bram in a steel cage match uh, on Valentine's Day at 10 o'clock in the morning at Universal Studios uh, for like a one night only pay-per-view. And there was probably 18 to 19 people. And he's meshing my head till I bleed in a steel cage. And as he's pushing my head into the steel cage and I'm yelling harder because I'm not bleeding yet, he's like, why, Tommy, why? And I'm like, just do it. (laughs) And I want to kick you in the face right now. (laughs) But that's what we do. And, uh, you know, I, I also I forgot I didn't have a chance to talk about it. WWE did one of the better sit-downs, and I always give Jim Ross the the great credit for probably being one of the best sit-down interviewers, but Mauro Ranolo and Johnny Gargano's sit-down interview I personally love from two weeks ago, and I'm going to tell you what, something happened during that interview where I connected with Johnny, and I know Johnny personally, and I think he's an amazing wrestler. But WWE did these little things that WWE does, and whoever did it should get a raise. Uh, If you go back and watch that interview, when Johnny is talking and you see he's getting angry, 
They blurred Johnny. When they went from Morrow to Johnny, they blurred it. And that's almost movie-esque where you're, you're feeling the uncomfortableness or you're feeling the confusion and it's little subtle things like that, like that pre-program you that this man is snapping and you don't realize when it's happening. I do because I watch wrestling like a crazy person, but if you go back and watch it and watch these little blurred moments when they do it, it's like they, they come back to him and it's off focus and then they focus it. it you can only catch it for like a, a, a second, but little, little things like that trigger in your mind when you're watching that there's unrest on the television, which means it's unrest in this man's mind. And kudos to whoever did that. Yeah, I thought, uh, and that was from two weeks ago, and I think the last two weeks for NXT have been very, very good. And, you know, we talk a lot about here on Busted Open, Mark, about, like, you know, AEW kind of has the advantage over NXT because it's in arenas, because, you know, it's in front of a large audience. I kind of liked what Izzy had to say about just the transportation from full sail over to the performance center in the buses that they were chanting, they were having, like, a party on the bus going over... To the Performance Center. I mean, that's another thing that wrestling fans do as well. And and I was wondering, like, the, the, the parking situation is not great. I mean, there's probably about 40 parking spaces in the front, and the road leading up into the Performance Center is an industrial area. So, I mean, I was just a little bit curious. So that, that was why I asked the question. But it was really cool to, that, that the answer that we got was the WWE had the sense and the wherewithal to know that and to bust the people from Full Sail. That was incredibly smart. And, I, you know, that's, that's one reason why they're the biggest wrestling company in the world is because they, they're able to foresee little small problems just like I'm trained to do. Mm-hmm. Tommy is trained to look at a situation and go, you know what? There's only about 40 parking spaces in the front, maybe 30 in the back. Uh, how are we going to get 150, 200 cars over here? So they fix that problem. And and that's, that's the kind of thing that you got to think of um, when you run a big company like that. And one of my favorite things uh, – WWE and it kind of opened my eyes and I never I went to uh Beulah we were on the bus and I remember it was uh Wrestlemania my first Wrestlemania and when they closed I want to say seven miles of the highway so wrestlers can get to Wrestlemania and I turned to I was like man I actually thought ECW could have like made it when I see that we could have a police escort on the buses going to WrestleMania where they could close highways and basically tell the world stop because we have to go out there and perform. Um, I was like, man, I was a fool. But uh, what Izzy got to experience with the fans, and Mark's been on it, I love getting on the bus. I miss that when going to the Hall of Fame or going to WrestleMania, especially with the Hall of Fame. Everybody's dressed up so nice. Mm-hmm. You see who gets on. There's also people who are like friends of friends, and you see like kids' eyes, like, oh my God, there's Big Show. Oh my God, there's, you know, Mark Henry. All these guys getting on the bus, it's together. And there's people singing, there's wrestlers, you know, uh, making jokes yeah. because we're entertainers. Yeah, and you just, I, I, dude, I can remember your son just looking up and like everyone be like, hey, Jacob, hello, Jacob. This, this little boy who, you know, looks up to all these WWE superstars and they're all addressing him because he has such an amazing personality. That's stuff that I miss. And for the fact that Izzy, you got to feel that with all other fans because we're all fans too. So again, I nothing but praise to WWE for that. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's the difference for me and somebody who's been doing radio for well over 20 years. And I covered the NFL for 13 of those 20 years Um, that's the difference, I think, between pro wrestling and a lot of other sports. Like, there really is the fan and the performer are at such an arm's length when it comes to other sports. Yeah. With pro wrestling, you really are a community. And more than – and you see it with the WWE, but you see it with a lot of other organizations as well. Like, 
pro wrestling is so fan friendly. I mean, you, you, at, at the end of an NFL game or before an NFL game, they're not having meet and greets with the players and the fans. But you see that so many times when it comes to the world of pro wrestling. Like, there is no other sport like wrestling that has the fan interaction like you guys do. No, sure. and nor nor do you see the NFL players or NBA players or MLB players at the rental car plays or in the airports. Mm-hmm. They, they fly charters. They fly private. Um, you, you see us at Home Depot. You see us, like, at, at the gross, local grocery store. Like, you know, at CVS, you know, I mean, it's it's like we're accessible and we want to be accessible. We want to have interactions with the fans. There's nothing that I hate more. And I always tell the Reggie Jackson story. Reggie Jackson is an ass. He's, he's uh, at the highest level because you go, hey, how you doing? Uh, um, it's nice to meet you. I'm not who you think I am. Get the hell out of here. You're Reggie Jackson. It's October. No, I'm not. Okay. All right, asshat. Uh, so there's there's people like that. You don't hear that many stories. You hear now there's some wrestlers like you don't want to walk up on them, please. And when that happens, there are other wrestlers that's going, hey, come here. Leave him alone. Come talk to me. <laughs> and they take the heat. Yeah. Yes. Which makes you gives you more infinity for these people. So I mean, it's it's, it's a difference, and and you're always gonna uh, find somebody that's gonna have that great story, just like Izzy did uh, about pro wrestling. And you might have one or two bad ones, but for the most part, um, we're we're looking for interaction. And and Tommy and, and Tommy, I know you have your story about you know with Bob Backlund and. And uh, I always have my story that I tell about I was a diehard New York Yankees fan. And I went to a game, and after a game, Reggie Jackson, Rick Cerrone, Tommy John, like Ron Gidge, like they all walked right by me and gave me the hand, like when I was asking for an autograph. And that night when I got home from that game, I ripped down all my Yankee posters, I threw out my Yankee shirts, and I was never a New York Yankee fan again. Like you have to take that into consideration. I mean, we do it. You do it as performers. I do it as a host of this show. You know, like if you ever see me and somebody comes up to me and says, "Hey, I love busted open." I I always appreciate the fact Engage that people appreciate him. me. Yes. And how weird is it that? What Rick- is it going to take? How long is it going to take for me to go? Hey, man, I appreciate you, man. Like I'm I'm running. They got me by the short hairs right now, but I appreciate you being a fan. Please continue. That's it. Don't take damn thirty seconds. And Mark, you won't. And Mark, you won't remember those thirty seconds. But that fan will remember those thirty seconds for the rest of their life. Reggie Jackson, like I've had three or four people go, "Oh, that's just Reggie being Reggie." How the hell did he ever make it? I mean, I guess hitting all them damn home runs. <laughs> yeah, and the Reggie it. bars were damn good too. <laughs> yeah, they actually they were pretty good, but. It's, it's 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 so many stories that I've heard, not just him, but you know the negativity in, in sports that makes that 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 will make you not want to be a fan of those people. If I was the owner, just like Vince, you know how many times people walk up to Vince and they want to shake his hand, they just want to say hi. I've never seen Vince say no. Never. I agree. In 25 years, I've never seen him say no. And he was a germaphobe before germaphobes became was... cool. Right. I mean, him and Howard Mandel, they they were precursors to all this. Oh, my God. <laughs> they're like Monk. <laughs> Vince, Vince is like, where's my hand sanitizer? Like, I mean, it's, it's you, you walk in his office, like the production meeting, he'll have like, uh, Red Bull, Coke, Sprite, a um, couple of little snacks, and hand sanitizer, right in the meeting room. Like that. That is is Vince, and and I don't I don't see nothing wrong with you know people being that way. But it's the thing that I don't appreciate is the I don't have time for you. Like it's thirty seconds. <clears throat> 
Yep. 30 seconds. All you celebrities out there that listen to the show, all you wrestlers, it's 30 seconds, man. It don't take but 30 seconds to make somebody's life and make them love what we do enough that, you know what, you may never see that $30 or $40 that they spend for a pay-per-view, but the business will. You want to shoot the business in the face? That's what you're doing every time you put the hand in somebody. Nah, I can't do it. You know, keep it moving. You know, I mean, I, I, I've heard and seen some stuff, guys, and it's, it's, it's deplorable. Please don't be that way. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. I post pictures all the time of me doing things. I post a picture with a barbar in my testicle for the for people on oh, social media. Yeah. And Mark, Mark said I was a good-looking man for it. <laughs> yeah, he, Tommy was a good-looking dude. I don't know if you, you got to repost that, Tommy. You got to do it again. You got it. I'll so everybody can see you when you was 25 and dashing. Thank you. Well, he's still a handsome man, uh, but yeah, it is yeah. a problem though if you're handsome and you have barbed more miles than a greyhound bus. <laughs> <laughs> you want to try to avoid the barbed wire to the testicles, though. Oh man, don't That's even not, say that, that again. Issue. It's happened. That could be an issue. I got a few weird scars in certain places, and sometimes when I have to pull out the. Little dreamers. Whoa, easy. I have to be like, oh, yeah, no, that's not a venereal disease. That's a scar from a barbed wire. You can touch it. You can touch it. Sometimes enough. Or you just do it with the lights off. Oh, boy. Hey, whatever gets it going. 877-344-893. 877-FIGHT-93. Tommy, you want to go back to the nation? Absolutely. I'm going to go. I don't deserve all this joy. <laughs> this, I, you know what? Thank God for this show today. It's been such a great escape, but I've never laughed so much than this show this morning. I hope we're doing the the same for the busted open nation. Let's see. Let's go out to Victor in Tampa. Victor, Ooh, how are hey you? Guys. Hey guys, how up, are you? Victor? Love the show. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey guys, so I just want to let you guys know about WrestleMania. I live in Tampa. I got tickets to WrestleMania. First time ever going. So excited. Praying is not canceled because I think wrestling is an outlet for a lot of people. And I think with this event coming up, it's a lot of, it's going to be an outlet for a lot of people, especially with this virus going around. So I just wanted to get your take to see how some of the wrestlers are feeling. Um, I love the show. I only got serious because of your show. So I love you guys. I'll hang up and listen. Thank, Thank you, you so Victor. much. Thank you for the compliment as well. So, guys, what do you think about what might be going through the minds of some of the wrestlers right now? Uh, I know for me, hey, I, I just had two events get canceled uh, in Maryland, and it wasn't because of the promoter. It was because of the government was shutting that down. I was prepared to drive tomorrow five hours to wrestle in Maryland, and then I would probably drive – to Jimmy Seafood, eat a whole lot of food, not feel good in my bed <laughs> afterwards, and then wrestle in Baltimore. <laughs> and then I was going to fly to California Monday, which I'm still doing, and I'm going to work all week in Cali, and then I'm going to was going to I flew home Friday, and I was going to drive to Albany, and uh that show has now gotten canceled because the go uh governor of New York has canceled the show. So for me, I'm going to work as always until I'm told not to um, or when they cancel the shows. So um, that's my mindset. There's other people. It's a much it's a much different business. Like, you know, even when everything happened to Scott Steiner and, and uh, I learned from Vince McMahon and, and, you know, they were like, well, what do we do? And I was like, Scott is alive and making a full recovery. This the next day. And but we still have to you go out there as a company and say, if anyone doesn't want to work because of what happened yesterday or you feel uncomfortable or anything, it's OK. And not one wrestler didn't work. Not one wrestler raised their hand. Um, that was it. And it was like, OK, cool. Let's go go back to work. Have a hell of a show. Boom. Done. Um, you know, Mark was 
in WWE when everything happened with Owen Hart, and that was a big controversy uh, going on uh, at that time. But again, Scott Steiner, I'm with him on Saturday, and you know when we're talking about, and even his wife is like, yeah, he has a show this coming up Saturday. And she's like, I'm telling him he's not going. And he's like, I'll make that decision. And that's our mentality. And, you know, I don't know. Uh, I know Bully Ray is in Vegas now. Bully flew to Vegas and he was there. And then what did they do? Ring of Honor canceled the show because yeah. they had to cancel the show. And Bubba's like, uh, I'm coming back. But he went out there, got on a plane, did all those things because that's what we do. Wow. And you know what, man, like uh, just bringing up these memories, you know, today is actually um, the 11th anniversary <clears throat> of Andrew Martin's passing. Um, love Tess. He was a good dude. Um, you know, one of those guys that was diagnosed with CTE um, had some problems. Uh, we lost him. But you know what? He is not forgotten. He never will be. That's the beauty of this business. Even in our darkest, most painful moments, people will always remember us. And I, I take a lot of solace in the fact that uh, when my day comes, 100 years from now, somebody will bring my name up. And I won't be here to see it. But uh, <laughs> I, I, will, I will know that my, my, I'll live a long time. Like, you know, so uh, that's the thing about pro wrestling, too. Um, it's an honor thing. It's it's like we're modern-day gladiators, and people revere us like modern-day gladiators. And uh, I, I just love it, man. I, I, I love this business, and I love the fans, and I, I, I appreciate the fans. That's what it is. I don't just love them. I appreciate it. It's easy to tell somebody hey man thanks uh, uh, uh you're, you're awesome but for somebody to say hey man listen you got me through a tough time like our like our brother in puerto rico he was going through something and we go through it together and i had wrestling to save me so <laughs> multiple times so i mean it's it's a beautiful thing and mark uh because uh, i've done a lot of research about this too and talk to athletes you know for you who's been competing your whole life and they say retiring is equivalent to uh, a person dying for an athlete and you don't know what to do with yourself or it's like one of those first times where you're like man I'm at home I don't have to do anything um it's it's hard on the brain it's hard on the psyche besides you know all the the chair shots all the bumps that we've taken uh, and you know, a lot of people don't have that resurgence that you have because like me and Dave have said, and, and people have said, like, I never realized how good of an analyst you are, especially when I see you on, you know, WWE backstage. And like, mm -hmm. it's like, you were meant to do this. And I knew like when I told you about the XFL and I just hit you up, I was like, dude, cause I see your passion for sports. You should be doing this with, with the XFL because of, yeah we have our ins and like for me it's like everyone I could talk sports all day but everyone wants to know you as the wrestler that could talk sports where right, you almost right. get typecast but you know man you're the best part about what we do and especially like with your relationship like who would ever thought like you'd go to Saudi Arabia and be back in that battle Royal. And that's because of your hard work and what you've done. And the beauty of our business, like I just tagged with Tommy rich this past Thursday and Tommy rich mm. was somebody that I got to, you know, look up to. And like, I love Georgia championship wrestling for you. You could always, you know, either pick up a call and say, Hey Vince, I want to, uh, can I be in that battle Royal? Can I go to this program? Or hell, you could do it on any indie show that you want just to get a taste of it. Um, and I know it's not what you're used to, but like you said, your contributions to this business and how you've helped the next generation, uh, you will live forever. And like I, I told you this all the time, man, I would wrestle every single match with you to the end of my career because that's how good you became. You learned from all your mistakes. And I'm not just praising you, but 
you know, you're, I'm not praising you because you're my friend or because we're on the air. There's other wrestlers that go through this. And, you know, uh, Scotty Riggs is one. And he talked about on social media, like, hey, man, I'm having a hard time in my life. Don't know if I want to be here. And he reached out on social media and he said that. And I immediately hit him up and he was like, you okay? And I saw Buff Bagwell at Indie Show and I told him about that. He was like, oh my God, I'm going to call him up. And that's all it does is take for anyone who, who who's going through a sad point. And we're all going to be going through a sad point during this time in our lives because it's fear and it's fear of the unknown, but we have each other. And if it's a caller, if it's reaching out to somebody on social media, I would have friggin' killed somebody just to talk to a wrestler because I wanted to get into wrestling because back then it was such a close-knit business. Now we're all at our fingertips, and there are so many people out there who are about positiveness and helping others, and we're all going to need that now. So, Mark, I love you, and uh, anytime you want to wrestle House of Hardcore, we'll book you at a reduced rate. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm digging it. And thank you, Tommy. I appreciate that. You got it. Well, there's a lot from what Tommy just said, Mark. And, and you know, I know you and you're an emotional person. I know that it means a lot to you, as it should, that a uh, hundred years from now, people will be speaking your name. A hundred years from now, people will be speaking Tommy's name because of what you both done for pro wrestling. And being that we have streaming services now, who knows what we're going to have a hundred years from now, that they could still watch your matches from 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. But also, too, like you guys are, you know, from the same cloth, some from the same road, but where you where you got to that road completely different and even what you're doing now but the fact that you're both able to come on a show like bust it open and talk to the fans like tommy just said yeah. it like yeah i never would have imagined that there would be an outlet like this where i'd be able to call into a show not only listen to two of my heroes but be able to interact with two of my heroes i mean it's it's unbelievable what we're able to do nowadays how about me driving um listening for pilot sports shows and I hear you and, and Doug and I call you and I go, Hey man, I appreciate you uh, loving wrestling and not trying to expose wrestling. I, I, I really appreciate that. And that's how we, we ended up becoming friends um, based off just a dry call because I, I mean, to hear something positive about pro wrestling, um, you know, 12 years ago, that, that was, man, it was unheard of. You know, like everything was dirt sheets and yeah. people talking negatively about wrestling. And you know that when they bleed, they cut themselves. And stupid stuff, like, I, I, I don't even want to get into it all, but like the, the people trying to expose the business, just, it, it hurt me. And it was refreshing and I knew uh, after that conversation that you and I and Doug had that I would be friends with y'all, that I would keep up with you and call you periodically because if you needed me to come on the show and big you up, that I would do that. And now we're co-hosts. That's crazy. And just the credibility that you bring, that Tommy brings, that Bully brings to this show as well. I'm always going to be the crazy fan. I, I don't live in your world. You guys have done an amazing job of letting me at least take a peek of what your world is like. But I'll never know what it's going to be like to be to travel like you guys have done, to, to work one show and go right to another show, or even just the camaraderie that you have in a locker room. I, I, I never experienced that, but that's why I appreciate even today. To, Nor do you just need on this to. show, and and you know what? That's fine. I I like being a spectator to that, and just here I am, the host of this, the host and creator of this show, and then I'm sitting, you know, listening to the stories just from today's show about what's taking place in the locker room and in the ring. I mean, I mean that's just such a unique experience, and and I just hope that I know that for myself, I don't take it for granted. I hope uh, that the fans don't take it for granted either. How about the camaraderie that we have as co-hosts? And we go to events. And, yeah, um, the WrestleMania party is canceled or postponed or however you want to spin it. But when we're together, when we're all in the same room, that, that's exactly what the locker room is like, Dave. Mm -hmm. And you're telling stories, you're laughing, talking about your kids, your wife your relationship 
Like, what, what's going on? Um, you know, I, I get to sit and, you know, it's always going to be food conversation. We're always going to try to figure out where's the good place to go eat. And, like, that's 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 what it is. It's, it's just uh, it happens 250 days a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're 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 talking about food. I'm not far from the kitchen. I can smell that uh, Violette is already starting to make lunch for today. Oh so. man! And and That's... you know, and ten year anniversary party. You guys got to taste the pierogi. So well, I'm I'm going to leave here, Dave. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I'm going to go uh, pick up some boudin and some smoked turkey necks <laughs> and smoked turkey hocks. From a guy that came from Louisiana, and I put an order in. Oh, you going to Louisiana? Hey, do me a favor. Stop in Scott, Scott, Louisiana, at Don Seafood, and get me some crackling and some boudin. And like all the Cajuns across the country are going, ooh, he said boudin. But like I, that's 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 my day. I'm gonna go and get something to eat. I can't there believe that a three-time Hall of Famer. This is why he is it because he has a turkey neck guy. I don't even have that. He's a turkey. Listen, neck man, smoked turkey necks are <laughs> unbelievable. You could put them in greens. You could put them in spinach. You know, like I mean, there's there's so many things. Or you could just, you know, roast them and just eat turkey necks and lick your fingers. Well, <laughs> and make, you sure have, you, uh, make sure you yeah. wash your hands. <laughs> And, uh, and and you have a crackling guy too, because I know firsthand in New Orleans you got a crackling guy. Oh yeah, man, Don Seafood, baby. If you if you never heard of it, I, I look Don. Y'all send me some free shit because I'm <laughs> shouting y'all out right now. I'm shouting you out from the tallest mountaintop, the number one sports show in America. We're not taking a day off. We're not taking a break. We're none none of that. Don Seafood, I'm telling you, the crackling is ridiculous. They'll mail it to you. You can order boudin, seafood, whatever, and they'll put it in a airtight, dry ice, and you'll be in your house in 24 hours. When breaking news happens, we have you covered on SiriusXM NBA Radio. Growing concerns surrounding the coronavirus are reaching a tipping point. The NBA suspending its season. This isn't a basketball story. This is not an American sports story. This is a global story. This is worst case scenario. I would have much preferred to watch games without the fans. We did the right thing because we don't want it to snowball. Hear the latest news on NBA Radio, Sirius 207, XM86. It is Friday the 13th, so you know what? Stay away from the virus and stay away from Jason Voorhees because he'll stab you. <laughs> mm. Absolutely. I was born on Friday the 13th. There's nothing wrong with it. Okay. Today is my daughter's sweet 16. I feel bad because a lot of wow. their friends have canceled. Aww. I feel better for my wallet because I paid for 100 people and now I got about 60 people. But uh, it's all going to go down. Big party. Oh, happy birthday. That's awesome. The Twinovators are 16 and driving. Wow. Sick. Wow. Oh, geez. Scary times. Yeah. Scary I, times. I told them they could pick a car or a party, and they chose a, they chose a party, those marks. Wow. Good. That's awesome. They are marks. That's fantastic. Also want to give a shout-out to our intern today, intern Mike, who does a phenomenal job, probably the greatest intern we've ever had at SiriusXM, and <laughs> He is in the studio working today. So uh, kudos to intern Mike, who, you know, had the option to stay home and he decided to work. So thank you, intern Mike, for coming in today. And uh, what are we, let's go to Kansas City. What do you think? Okay. Bob the Book Guy. You called it. You're the host. We're going to dedicate the rest of the show to the nation. So Bob the Book Guy in Kansas City. Bob! Hey, Good to hear from you guys. Let's try and keep things on a positive here today. I just wanted to give kind of a, a shout-out or some kudos to AEW. You know, they were recently uh, did a show in Kansas City, and they were kind enough to, uh, to donate some tickets to uh, my daughter, who's special. And uh, they donated some tickets uh, for our team. And uh, actually, we have a powerlifting group. And that's mainly who went and uh, got to meet Cody and Dustin. Actually, our our strongest man uh, arm wrestled Cody. Uh, it was just a, a wonderful time. Mark, you might appreciate how strong our guy is. He he benches three thirty five, squats four ninety five, and, and deadlifts 
and you know you with your size could dunk a basketball uh you had all this ability and how hard it was for you to get it Gronk coming over um you know that's one thing as well as you know Gronk has a history and he's gone public about it with his concussions and you know that could be an issue too so you know we could wait and see but Gronk is definitely a personality that you would definitely want to help your brand because he's He's worldwide. He has a hell of a brand for himself, and I don't know him, never met him. If he gives me a signed football, I'll like him more. And, uh, you know, that's how uh, you have to be great in a lot shameless plug. I like free stuff, and I like I want that and a Tom Brady. I want his and ring. And I like big butts, and I cannot like I want Tom Brady's ring, and I won't shit in your bag, Steve Gronkowski, when you come to a WWE show. That's good. See? Again, I hope Gronk is listening. Maybe we can get him as a guest. I would love to have Gronkowski on. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.